Hello and welcome everyone to episode 84 of One Piece at a Time, the One Piece read-through podcast where we read and discuss five chapters of the One Piece manga each and every week. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and freelance letterer at Shonen Jump, Brandon Bovia. How you doing, Brandon? What's up, everybody? I'm, of course, you know, Brandon Bovia here every week, uh, you know, letterer of Dragon Ball Super Kaiju number 8, Wild Strawberry, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, you know, we're just, we talked about the first episode of the uh, live action show last week, so we're just you know, coming back to finish it off. Yeah, we're, t- we're still taking a break from the manga for now because we got the rest of the first season to uh, talk about. And there's a lot to discuss because after the f- first episode, I think we both came away pretty uh, positive. Like there was definitely, yeah. we noticed the changes, but we understood a lot of the changes and we're pretty positive on it. And at that point you had watched what, the first two, three episodes? Yes, yeah, first two. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're getting set. But now we've watched all eight episodes of the first season, covering the first basically 95 chapters of this, of this, of this show. Which is pretty absurd when you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the manga. So it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. And definitely, if you've read it before, you can absolutely see where they cut things here and there. But I think in an overall sense, I have to commend this series because for the most part... It nailed it. I mean, it, it yeah. really captured the spirit of the show. Yeah, and that that's sort of where I, I wanted to... When I finished the show, I wanted to be like, as a fan of the manga and the anime, it's really easy to get caught up in like, oh, they cut this, this, and this, and that has like this consequence and this consequence. It's really easy to get caught up in just like what's missing. Mm-hmm. But I would, I would rather frame things as like... What did they do with the things that are still there, right? Yes, I th- I think that's kind of a better way to put it. Yeah, because I mean, and, and that's sort of the case for any adaptation. Like you could just go on and on and on about the list of things that you you know like, especially with us, you know, we've been podcasting about the the manga, so like we're pretty like intimately familiar with this material. So you can go like, oh, okay, yeah, like this is gone, this is gone, this is gone. But you know, I looking at the things that they kept and how how they kept it and like. I don't know. I, I described this t- uh, to my friends as like, this is like the bare essentials version of One Piece. That's a good way to put it. it it's there to get people interested. And still, it's it's the thing is, it's cohesive. It's still cohesive. It doesn't feel like, yep. uh, now why is this happening or this is happening? No, it all works within its context. It's fascinating through the changes. What's different? What's a little, what, what they've ch- decided to change here and there. But yeah. At its core, as an adaptation, the fact that it is doing so well is basically Netflix's new top series beating out even Stranger Things as far as its first yeah. thing as being number one in how many countries or however metric they do, do it. That's impressive to the point where I, I, I love this. My, my uh, uh, partner's sister contacted her last night just saying, hey, so we're watching this new show on Netflix called One Piece. It's silly, but it's good. And yeah. just like, have you heard and of this before? And yes. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I and, think and I that's have. A, that's the interactions you want to have with people is like folks who just kind of like, what's this weird thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but they, uh, they kind of no get idea. into it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that that's that's the magic. That, that's what yeah. makes me so happy. And, and I even got an example of a step beyond the magic because unfortunately, uh, my partner had came down with a little cold, uh, a little bug right now. So she's been laid up in bed a little bit, but she's laid up in bed, which means, huh? Can I borrow that manga? <laughs> she's already uh, up That's to where it she, she she just finished the uh, Syrup Village arc. 
Oh, so yeah. That's, that's what she's already read. And she's she's been enjoying it. She's definitely been enjoying it. But I wonder how much the... Because she's she gets bogged down. If there's too much fighting for too long, she yeah. gets bored. And yeah. she was starting to feel that a bit by the end of uh, the, the Syrup Village arc. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I'm a little worried for the future, but I think she'll stick with it as well, far as yeah. what we have now. So we'll we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, well <laughs> that, that's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, that I even found that uh, myself. Um, I I forget if I mentioned on the podcast at all, but um, I finished Naruto for the first time this year. Oh. Um, I, I've been a huge fan of it, you know, ever since like the Toonami days, but I never like sat down to finish it. Um, and even I, you know, as as sort of a, you know, pretty kind of like in the weed shonen fan, like I was, there were stretches of that where I was like, all right, get on with it, you yeah, know, wrap it uh, up. But I've, I've never really felt that about One Piece, so I, I I do wonder if you know somebody who's not really into shonen fights, how sort of like the pace and the cadence of the manga will will do for somebody like that. But you know, for somebody like me who you know generally likes action, um, and likes the pace at which the the manga moves, like. There are still, you know, just because I like action doesn't mean I like it all of the time for action's sake. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I found, I learned this year that I have limits. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's good to know. Rather than episode by episode, I think it's probably best to cover this season character by character. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, I, 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 I was thought about going by episode, but I'm like, no, I think character is kind of where it gets there because we can go like when we talk about Usopp we can talk about his the adaptation of his story and same with Sanji and whatnot yeah so we kind of go beyond that one I like that approach a lot because I think the the characters is really you know that that's always been the heart of One Piece and I think the the adaptation understood that and so you you sort of have to frame the adaptation choices by how they serve the characters Mm -hmm. yes absolutely and I think with our first one, I, and obviously the main character, we got Luffy. But I think in tying into Luffy, we got to talk about Garp and Kobe as well. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this might be uh, the thing I have the most um, capital O opinions about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, th- let's start with your opinion then. L- like, how do you feel how they treated uh, Luffy and by extension Garp and Kobe? Because obviously the latter two got a massive boost in what they do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, and that's sort of the thing at the end of the day, right? Like, so, okay, um, let me start broad. Mm -hmm. Because I think the, I I can sort of see the, like, the meeting at Netflix HQ now where they're just like, oh, well, you know, the data says, you know, the viewers enjoy having a good subplot. And they love having the, uh, you know, the main characters, you know, chased and having a subplot that ties into the main plot by the end, and that's you know that's what all our research says, blah 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 blah, um, because it, it does it feels very like a we have to add this because we got told to. Potentially, I'm not. I didn't quite get that feeling. My thought, because I uh, we saw that uh, there was a thing going around on Twitter where mm-hmm. they mentioned that the the big thing that they had to fight with uh, Oda to try to really convince him is the yep. Garp sub subplot. Yeah. Uh, they they um, really had to fight for that one. And my interpretation of that with Garp is it felt like they wanted to have more of a personal conflict for Luffy. Yes. Yeah. I think that's more. I, I, it could it could absolutely be the other one in. But the way they weaved it in there to have this chase, but also kind of still stay in the spirit is to have it be Luffy. Like he wants to be this pirate. Here's a family member saying, no, you cannot be a pirate. And you have to convince mm-hmm. that fam- family member because otherwise 
if you look at the manga, Luffy is kind of detached from most things. He, of course, fights for people, but there's very few personal stakes, at least until later on when the fa- yeah. the crew becomes more of a family. Mm-hmm. And I think if that was mostly what they did with the Garp subplot, I would maybe feel a little more positive on it, which is to say that, like, I don't hate it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I, I kind of just, like, passively dislike it, but it is just, it, it's one of those things where it ends up taking a lot of time and taking away from that time I feel it could have been served a better purpose. Yes. I, I It comes at the expense of two characters in particular, namely Sanji and Usopp. And and I th- I think the thing with me is like because I was really waiting until I watched the final episode to like cast judgment on it. I was like they've been clearly building up to, you know, like Garp chasing Luffy, to, you know, this is going to build up to something. And and the way that that like final confrontation takes place feels it feels really like weak. It feels really kind of light handed and just like like Garp's whole arc was you know sort of about like accepting. Like, learning how to let go. But, like, I don't know. From my perspective, he's already let go. And and you don't really feel... You don't really get the sense that he's hanging on to something and trying to, you know... He's preventing... It's more like he's punishing a child. Exactly, yeah. And it just... It, it didn't come ac- quite across the way I think they had intended it to. And, oh, man, it's... It's, <laughs> it's hard to talk about Garp in depth. Because mm-hmm. all we've really seen of him is the cover stories up to where we're at. Yeah. So it I think what I can say is the shift in characterization isn't bad on paper, but it is it is still kind of vying for attention with like a billion other different things. So it mm. to me it just and it ends up feeling like it doesn't justify its justifying itself enough. But there are also like there are things that I like about it that enable some really cool things too. Yes, I there yeah, are which is why it, it's not an entire wash that are fresh that I think work a little bit better. Like, yeah. I'll be honest, him and him and Nazumi, that was not a, like that. That felt pointless to have Garp interact with Nazumi as limited as it was because it didn't even feel like anything happened. It's like, oh, Nami knocked him out. Whatever, I don't care <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah, but yeah, other interactions like him and Zeph. Love That's that. my favorite one. That's my favorite one. That's just these two older men talking about the next generation, one willing to let go, one one not, yeah. while also highlighting how I, I love that they more and more reveal how much Garp is like Luffy or Luffy's yes. like Garp in, in, in that yeah. way, just on opposite sides, still want that freedom, but their freedom means different things and leads them to opposite sides of the law. And those are the strongest moments for him. Yeah. Uh, like the, the Garp and Zeph conversation feels like, I, I don't think I can pinpoint an exact moment in the manga where like that exact conversation would happen but it feels like a conversation that would have happened in the manga with two completely separate characters yes like name name any two honestly basically old guards korea and whoever else that was around that just yeah just happened people who know gold roger see luffy and be like huh right the next generation is coming like that that is so thematically entwined into the themes of the manga that it is. It's just like I was hooting and hollering when I saw that scene. And just like just thinking, feeling like I'm watching Zeph and Garp have this conversation on screen right now. It's just like it's mind blowing to me. I love that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is really one of his best. I also love the display of strength when he tosses the cannonball and Luffy gets his gum gum balloon that uh, is 
kind of disturbing, but you know, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> it's, 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 it's kind of fun in that way. There's there, there yeah. Garp has his moments, but yeah, it, 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 it ultimately feels like they could, they should have taken out a little bit more. Like it just, yeah. Like, a little um, too much of him. I do really like the, um, the sort of mentor aspect of it that he has with, with Kobe. Mm-hmm. Because like, I mean, cause it's what you could infer from where we're at in the manga at this point with the um the cover stories like all of those scenes feel like stuff that probably happened in the manga off screen yes absolutely. and it is sort of it is sort of instilling he's like instilling the sense of justice in kobe and kind of getting him to like basically like think for himself <laughs> basically you know yeah yeah, yeah not, not just because like, kobe starts out like marines are all good and then you yep. meet Morgan and whatnot, and it's like, oh mm, no, what does this mean? Yeah. And how do we how do we settle this and just be get that core for Cody? Uh, and, and that's all great. I think Cody, the Cody stuff, especially as he bonds more and more with Helmeppo, that felt like a very natural progression without having to have Helmeppo get taken hostage. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> honestly, it, it, it felt like a more natural progression how these two became friends than the cover story of the manga. And by the time the, uh, you know, the, the, the season ends, we're basically in the middle of that cover story. Yeah. And, and while we're talking about Kobe, like that, his, um his final conversation with Luffy in the last episode, I thought was really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, Just sort of in the way, like the live action adaptation puts sort of like the, the dichotomy between good pirates and bad pirates and good Marines and bad Marines, like just right from the start, they are, you know, like pushing that yes. and sort of having like, Luffy and Kobe kind of finally split ways and, you know, it's just like, you know, okay, we're going to be a good pirate and a good Marine, you know, like we are, we are going to be the best versions of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, really like that highlights, highlights it in a way that I don't even think the manga really does. I, I, I agree. I think that's definitely the case. And plus it has the wonderful callback of like Luffy's being like, where's my face on the wanted posters? And then Kobe gets to be the yeah. one present. Yeah, that was great. That is such a better moment than just like him coming across it. Yeah. Uh, absolutely and i you know i i you know obviously we have a lot to talk about so i don't want to dwell on it too much but as far as luffy my god <laughs> yeah just yeah. <laughs> nailed him top to bottom it's a different interpretation but it works especially trying to get those more emotional beats in there i think it works i don't think i can't think of anything that feels too lesser about this version yeah. of luffy the Which only thing that comes is... across as odd is that he's mm-hmm. noticeably weaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true, which I feel like that is probably a conscious a conscious choice on the adaptation team staff to sort of keep the tension higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it is, you know, L- Luffy is kind of, uh, during East Blue, you know, until he gets to... Basically Crocodile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically Crocodile. But I, you know, I would even argue, like, Krieg and Arlong a little bit. Yeah. You know, he, he is kind of coasting on, on his strength a little bit. So, and, and that is a... Uh, I, I, I'm neutral, I guess, on mm-hmm. that choice. But like, yeah, L- Luffy in general just feels—it it feels right in a way that, we, like, I don't know. We we watched the movies together. And like, <laughs> you can you can tell when characterization is off, yeah. right? Like, you yeah. can tell when it just something about the way these characters are depicted feels wrong. And there's a very, a very, like, slim tightrope with Luffy. I think where you don't want him. You don't want him to be too selfish, but you don't want him to be like too much of a just like a like he's not a moralizing goody two shoes either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so there, there's something very just like 
impulsive but ultimately charming uh, aspect to him, and just like the the performance and the writing for him, I think just just gets it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely the case. Like I, I really I don't need to feel like we went over it so much in the first episode, and just that stretched out and just those individual moments that really stand out for it. But let's go ahead and uh, get to Zorro because yeah. Zorro is an interesting case here where he starts out. I, I, I like the gradual cracking of his veneer. I yeah. think that that's sort of his whole thing because he's very stoic at the beginning, but by the end he's laughing with everyone. He feels part of the crew. Um, it, it, it really is a great way of showing him get there. And he, I think he has that appreciation for Luffy with the whole Mihawk fight, of course, and, and, and so forth. And they did the best they could with the Kuina back, <laughs> backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. Uh, I, I would even go as, as far as to say that I liked it for the most part, but in, in, <laughs> I like that they, they really were just like, there's an accident as opposed to she fell down some stairs. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, a, that's a little thing that goes a long way. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I actually not really until the end. I, I kind of didn't vibe with their version of Zoro. Like, to be honest, there was something about like, it felt particularly when he was just detached, it felt like, all they really knew what to do with him was like, okay, he's kind of like wisecracking one-liners. He's like, he's I, I think I'm kind the of stoic badass. Yeah, he's he's the badass. He's the stoic badass, but you know, he's also it didn't quite hit the same for me. And I I think I'm I think I'm uh, it's more of an unpopular opinion. I've, from what I've seen, like people really dig you know the characterization and the performance. The actor mostly just sounded really bored to me. Mm. Uh, so it was <laughs> it it. it that that sort of it was like it was like watching a lot of really bored wisecracks, and I did really like uh, in in episode two where you sort of see like the trust form between him and Nami, mm-hmm. where Nami's trying to escape, um, whereas you know um, it was like Zoro's getting you know like blustered at by a. Uh, Kabaji? Kabaji. They added a yeah. backstory where Kab- Kabaji's a... brother was killed by Zoro. I'm like, um, and, okay. Uh, I do. Zoro appropriately uh, doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I think is is pretty uh, on point. You know, I, I kind of barely remembers. <laughs> Side thing, because um, I don't know where else it would come up. I love the yeah. fact that during that episode, uh, you know, we see somebody obviously looks like, well, I forget, the, 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 the lion tamer guy. Yeah. And <laughs> Buggy just yells at him, and where was the lion? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's good lampshading. It is good. I think you, you get one, you know. <laughs> uh, it, it works out very well in that regard. But you're right. when It's when... Zoro has the chance to open up and not just be stoic badass. I think that's when he becomes his most yeah. interesting when he's talking to Luffy after, you know, the defeat from Mihawk when he's bantering with Sanji. And I like him just constantly. I like that they, the, that he considers Sanji a waiter more than a chef because he only saw him waiting tables, not actually cooking yeah, that's, for a while. That feels like a, a really natural way to sort of like sew that rivalry together. I I, I loved their interactions from Baratier to the end of the series. Like mm-hmm. that, that felt like once Zoro has somebody to play off of, I think he's a lot stronger. Yes, this this version of Zoro, at least like it. While he's kind of on his own and while he's feeling a little more distant, I was I was kind of not into it as much. But like, mm-hmm. I feel and and that's sort of my feelings. Uh, for everybody, regardless of how I felt about them initially, like by the end, they're all like playing off of each other. Great. Like they they feel like the Straw Hat crew. 
Yes, yes. You just want to see certain characters a bit more because of that. Yeah. Because uh, you want to see that, those elements, which I think will probably get strengthened as, as you know, if if we get a second season. Yeah. And I they even I even kind of dug the change where instead of having um, Hachi there, they both team the, the Sanji and Zora had to team up against Karubi. Yeah, yeah. That's that was a neat touch. Yeah. Uh, pro- probably, <laughs> you know, they felt like, well, we have to you know, kind of compress things and get them moving in a certain order. I was, just as a quick aside, I was really shocked that they kept the um, Usopp's fight against Chu. I was like, oh, of all things, we're doing this. I'm so glad they did. I, I feel like yeah. Usopp needed a moment, though. Let's be honest. He did. He did. Usopp he, he absolutely, absolutely did. needed a moment for this. Uh, I was set. really happy that they kept it. Uh, yeah. of, of, you know, just kind of expecting like, okay, they're they're just, again, just cutting it down to the bare essentials. And so they recognized that, Usopp needed at least one moment to really shine mm-hmm. that because he felt. didn't really get that during Kuro. Yeah, yeah, that, that and that was. If we can talk about that for a little bit, well, I that, actually I think we should save Nami for last. So yeah, let's go to Usopp now. Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna say it. Serap Village is better in the live action than it is in the manga. It just is. <laughs> yes, because it it, the it, only one I feel that way about. I think you're right because it it changes the vibe it has a completely different feel from anything else and obviously it's a budget thing uh, just like how uh with buggy it was like we can't show a town being destroyed we can't show the buggy ball so let's just keep it to this tent and have it very much more contained and it's fine but it works much better with kaya's house and having like this serial killer <laughs> vibe like or yeah the killers like they made in the house Kuro, thing they made kuro into a slasher villain <laughs> yeah like, it's which and and I think they hey, made Bucci and uh, Sham actually interesting. Yeah, <laughs> which it's not I, like I, a I think, major upgrade, but it's still something. Yeah, I, I think avid listeners uh, of this podcast will remember that we were a little harsh on on Kuro because he just like he tried to come off as intimidating, but like his plans just you could poke like a million holes in them <laughs> because he just like he was you know. Kuro of the a thousand plans, but you know, like his play leaks almost immediately, and you know, he just just the whole thing with with Django and like having like the three little kids with Usopp, like it 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 feels sort of lower tension than maybe it should have. And I think if you really like Serap Village in the manga, I could understand that the live action version probably swings too hard in terms of tension. But mm-hmm. as somebody who like <laughs> it gives more of a focus to Kaya. It, it, it yes, really too, strengthens the relationship between Kaya and Usopp, I feel. And I was a little like, I was trying to think of like, why didn't he just do this at the beginning? Because it, it's such a small moment, uh, like a small thing about Kaya getting control of the shipyard, which mm-hmm. is what Kuro wants. That's that wants that wealth of the shipyard because it would go to him. But it, it, they, I feel like they that one that one weakness is they don't communicate that well. That the reason he's trying to kill her now is because he would get control of all this. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. think they outright say that at all. Yeah, I think I, I sort of understood that based on my familiarity with the material, but I would understand. I, I, I kind of would wonder if that would be confusing to somebody. But like, because they didn't outright say it, that's one of those things where my mind kind of filled in the blanks. It was like, okay, I, I see what they're doing here. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's very much what happened with me. But when I was really thinking about, it, I was like, why did he try to do this? Because it was it was very much advantageous to have somebody not familiar with any of this, like see this and be like, why is he doing this? Like, mm-hmm. um, as well as this is the reason he does not this. And I think they're doing it this way. And that's kind of how you f- fill it in. But that's, I'd say that's the only real 
weak point of it uh, because otherwise Kuro does come across as obvious but cunning like he's yeah he's super effective. obvious to us but you yeah. get why he's like that but he also like Kobe's like I don't trust this guy <laughs> like it's one right, of those things yeah. he's just barely keeping it in but he's also more dangerous because yeah we always consider it's like he didn't kill Mary <laughs> he like Mary <laughs> like didn't make sure that's all taken care of and guess what his plans fell didn't apart because Mary was able to warn Kaya but no Mary's dead like I was shocked yeah gets the kill which again <laughs> that didn't occur to me until I finished the show or like again because my mind filled in the place oh yeah Mary he's, he's fine yeah <laughs> you know, oh, I saw him like it, in the well it's like oh he'll wake up in the well with Zoro it's like no that's yeah, just exactly. the corpse <laughs> they'll, they'll get out yeah no they, they don't really acknowledge it uh, they don't really bring attention to it it's like no Mary's dead <laughs> yeah it's only the only like super com- I mean it's kind of obvious if you really think about it but the only super confirmation you get is like we're naming the ship after Mary so we're going to call it the going Mary yeah which I <laughs> don't yeah, that's it's sweet. Yeah. It's it's sweet in that way, and I like that his he was changed from a butler to like kind of an officiant, a friend of the family type thing, running the business. Yeah, for. made him have that bit bit more of importance that you have otherwise. Yeah, God, I I it's one of those things you never thought about, but just to have Kaya and Nami have a conversation. Yes. Yes. Again, and, and to have it great like point. she Nami's caught in the act while she's just like you know stealing stuff, <laughs> and because Nami is very different here, she's willing to steal from whoever. It's not just a code like yeah. only stealing from pirates. She's like, nah, she's a spoiled rich girl. I'm going to steal from her. Right? Yeah, yeah. Nami has an active hatred of rich people, <laughs> mm-hmm. and Which, and I was wondering hmm. where they were going with that, but like. I, I loved that conversation between her and Kaya because Kaya is just like, oh, there's too much stuff here anyway. Like, you know, she's sort of challenging Nami's like predispositions about wealth, um, yes. which feels that it's a small thing, but it does feel in character, you know, based on, you know, like the situation in Arlong Park um, and uh, Koko, Kokoyashi Village and stuff like that. Like, like that, that feels like a natural sort of shift in Nami's character. Right. And the, the other thing that I think works, because one right way you could read that is like, oh, no, wealthy people are fine and they're, they're, they're nice. You know, you can trust them and all that stuff. But I, it's, I don't think that's what they're trying to do here. No, I think it's all. all it's definitely one of those things where it's people have preconceptions. This is what a pirate is. Luffy challenges yeah. that. And I think that's, again, for Nami, I hate pirates. Luffy says, I'm a pirate. And he's like, you're not acting like a pirate. Well, I'm a different kind of pirate. And that's the same for Kaya. She's a different yeah, kind exactly. of rich person. Doesn't mean yeah. there's not bad ones, but she is like it doesn't mean they're all bad. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to remember to come back to that point. <laughs> oh, okay. There's something I want to I comment about that, but I don't want to break our order or anything. Um, but yeah, no, that is definitely a running theme that like, and, and and I think what I really love about it is that it is a running theme that you wouldn't get just from reading the manga. Yes, um, it, it, it's not that the manga doesn't have it, but like the live action puts such a stronger emphasis on it that. To me, as a as a fan of the manga, if it's one of those things where like the show's keeping me on my toes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we got to go in very different directions here. Like Luffy's still taken out of the action for a little bit, but it's thanks to the poison that's been happening to Kaya. Which why the hell would you trust that soup? My God, that was looking disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just oh like, oh okay. God. Well, I mean, it makes sense for Luffy. <laughs> yeah, Luffy it's, it's true. I, I love that this yeah. that they emphasize the strength. Like the poison can't kill him. <laughs> he has a rubber stomach or something like that. Somehow, yeah. <laughs> but also that, that... Kaya's been poison being poisoned this entire time. Go ahead. Uh, I, I was just going to say for. Uh, folks who've read more of the manga it's it makes sense (laughs) (laughs) well there you go but as for Usopp himself 
The acting is fantastic. I, he, he really captures Usopp. It just feels like he didn't get a lot to do. You get, you got the yeah. stories, but you didn't uh, the entire time, like in, until my partner read the manga, she's like, so why does he keep saying the pirates are coming? Why does he mm-hmm. tell people about that? It's like, well, it's about the fact that he wants his dad to come home and he wants to keep the excitement up for this village, but you don't really convey that. So yeah. it's a core part of Usopp's character, but it's, it, I, I, they definitely seem to pivot more into less lying, more talking himself up. Yeah. Which uh, I do think there is something about that. Like it, it works um, in, in a way to get like, like Luffy is just like immediately like we're best friends. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, especially right when he's like, the... Oh, you're the son of Yasop. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Like, like there's something, even though there there's almost zero downtime in this part of the live action show, that was something they were able to convey of just like that immediate friendship between Luffy and Usopp were just kind of like on the same wavelength. My, my, my biggest criticism really though, is that like, yeah, Usopp doesn't get a whole lot to do and it feels like he comes, he joins the crew because that's what he has to do. It yeah. felt like he was, he was missing a lot more of a compelling like reason. Um, I guess because we, we didn't get his like dream until the very yeah. end. I think there's something about how in the manga, it's like Usopp's kind of like, you know, we need to save Kaya. We have to formulate a plan and I need you help to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something about that time that he spends with the Straw Hats kind of like fighting together that, you know, like by the end of Seraph Village, you're like, well, yeah, of course he's going to join them. Um, whereas in this, like he doesn't really spend his time. I, I guess like I was a little deflated that like it's basically just like Luffy who finishes off Kuro with kind of no help from anybody. Yeah, it, it definitely... <sighs> Yeah, then really not much has to happen. We we just gotta kind of, I, I think the fight was a bit better in the manga, of course, but uh-huh. because the, the, Zoro versus the 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 other two was fine. It did the job. Yeah, Luffy versus Koro was fine. I mean, I don't think it was. Of course, Koro's super speed effect was a little cheesy, but yeah, that's, yeah. Just, the way, <laughs> that's just the way kind of the way it goes with that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's everything surrounding it, but the actual payoff payoffs don't always hit yeah. as far as like Usopp and the crew. Kaya yeah. absolutely do. I think the, the thing for me is that like, because it is such a dramatic like restructuring of this arc, like there are, there are a lot of really good things that come from that because like, yeah, the, in the manga Seraph Village, you know, it does feel a little meandering. And again, you can poke like a thousand holes in, in mm-hmm. Kuro's plans. Just, just it becomes a much tighter story, due to the fact that it basically takes place in one location. Uh, and I really like that aspect a lot of, about it a lot, but there you lose a lot of sort of like the smaller characterization and kind of the motivations and things like that when mm-hmm. you are so just like focused on getting the core part of the story across. Yeah, especially because yeah. we have, you know, Kobe and the Marines in there at, t- at, at the same time. Like, again, yeah. pretty decent scene between Kobe and Kuro, but it does sort of take away. It's It's... It's a decent replacement for Luffy getting squished by the bow of the ship. Yeah, that's true. Being out of the commission yeah. for a, a, for a yeah. bit, but I don't I don't know. It just something feels off about it, but mainly around around Usopp. 
but mm-hmm. the overall feeling is good for those, yes. those sets of episodes. It's just, yeah. I don't know, Usopp... They, do, they end up doing a lot more with Usopp after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Village. Its introduction just kind of flounders a little bit. But yeah. I, I love this detail as we get to the Barate, and we'll talk about Sanji now. I didn't even notice it because I just didn't even think about it. But as soon as he walked in with his new outfit where he's trying to look like a pirate captain, yep. my partner immediately like, he's wearing his hat wrong. Like, <laughs> I know that's intentional. As soon as she said that, I was like, that's intentional. He's he's oh, he's, so he's meant to be what he thinks a pirate captain is, yeah. but he doesn't know yeah. how to wear the hat because he doesn't know what he's doing. That is that a good scene detail. Where, that scene where he just gets like drunk off his ass. <laughs> yes. He's getting that, drunk it just felt telling so stories. Usopp. Yeah. I love, oh, it. I love I it. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. But that's that's when Usopp really stands out, uh, having all that. He Again, doesn't get the chance to really shine in the uh, Arlong st- stuff. He's more running away mm-hmm. or like, let's let's not be here. He doesn't get that moment where he's like saves the village and yeah. has to run away from uh, uh, Arlong and all that. But he does get the fight with Kura, uh, with uh, Chu. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, cool. They use the ketchup and they use the, the, the hot sauce to take out him. It's like very... Nice. Very nice. And yeah. even have that wonderful scene at the end where he's telling all the stories and Luffy, like, all right, yes. I'll give you this one. It's like, oh, yep. three cheers for Captain Usopp. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, man, that that warmed my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, Small nitpick Um, before we move on to Sanji. Th- there's that bit in the first episode where Luffy's like, oh, great fighters call out their attacks. And, you know, you know of course, the Rose is uh, whatever. Um, and that, that is that is a big pet peeve of mine is like. Like, like, for the most part, it does, the live action treats the material with so much love, but, like, whenever Hollywood touches anything, the second you get to, like, special attacks, it's like, they're so just like, oh, it's cheesy, nobody will, nobody will like that, and so they, they lampshade it a couple times, um, they do it with, um, with Sanji, too, in the last episode, mm-hmm. um, and that, and it, it's just more like, on some levels, I'm glad that they saved it, like, when Usopp finally, like, like we, he called out his attack name against Chu, I was like, man, that's hype. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, then, then like, I guess like they can't pick a lane, like they're shying away from it, but also not. And it's just one of those things that like the, the attacks to me are such a part of like one piece's flavor and character that I, I understand why they saved them for some scenes, but it also felt like some like you should have just, you should have just gone all in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, went, well, they went all L- in for Luffy. Luffy went all in and it makes sense. And yep. I, 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 I got a good laugh at when. Zora brings it back for yeah. for Sanji when he like, does his all all of his call outs and it's like it's like he's like oh yeah all great fighters call out their attack names it's like you're gonna fit in this with this crew yeah <laughs> if we get a second I'll... season I feel like this mm-hmm. is gonna be a running theme where they each sort of sort of do it and really do it because I think we're I I can totally see them getting to the point where he gets to the fight with Mister One and he actually calls out his attack name for it and yeah. then he's like as he's like and he just like finishes him off as like all great fighters and then that sort of thing and that's how we sort of cap off that sort of running thing where we're okay we're cool with saying our names our attack names now luffy's doing it all the time even zoro's yep. up for it i feel like that's a good capper if you have to grow into it i, I can accept that <laughs> yeah i i feel like that's what they're doing because I, I agree it'd be cool if they could just do it right from the, right from the beginning but to have it a narrative and character thing where it just shows more and more of him getting comfortable with the crew to the point yeah. where he's like calling out his attack names. I'm cool with it. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, got to Baratie and we got Sanji here. And again, Sanji just feels like I love his characterization. 
It is yep. it's Nails' characterization, much like Usopp. His banter with Zeph is A+. plus. Yes. But we don't... It feels like we just don't see him that often. Yeah, he... Kind of, kind of like Usopp, he feels like second banana in his own arc. <laughs> I couldn't even explain it because it's not like there's a ton of like action happening in mm-hmm. in this because it's like them arriving at Parate, kind of eating. There's no like worry of of Don Krieg showing up because the whole yeah. point is like Garp calling Mihawk on to to sick on to sick Luffy, and he's like, oh, let me finish this up, and it's just him dismantling. Uh, Krieg, which I thought was a pretty great way to introduce him, but it also yeah. we lose that whole aspect of this. The Grand Line is so dangerous that this random you could run across a random warlord of the sea and he will just kill you because he feels like it. I think because I was also similarly like not really sure what was, what the deal with the Sanji thing was. Like, why does it not really feel like his story? Mm-hmm. So let let me see if I can I can offer my take. Okay, um, because. <laughs> They they introduce uh, they show we see even though they, they cut the Krieg pirates, um, you do see Ging and you know he comes in hungry and Sanji feeds him and that's kind of it. Yeah, we don't get his coda. We just we as far as like the eating thing we and that's again it. we make sense and we don't get the whole like in part of his backstory of you need to eat every scrap because you never know when you're going to go hungry to really yeah. push in his tail. That said. Backstory. He has one of the most best conveyed backstories, I think. It's basically one to one. Yeah, I was I like, are, I was like, are they going to go manga? Or are they going to go anime for the for his backstory? They, they went manga. They went manga. Zeph, he he ate that leg. Yes, he did, <laughs> and kept the amount of days going on. I like that they kept yeah. it kind of nebulous, just how much like how the food was lasting and all that. Uh, but it, it was they kept it harrowing. It was definitely interesting. They didn't have that last yeah. bit where they they get rescued and whatnot but mm-hmm. just to have i mean obviously you know he survives so you don't need to see that moment yeah, there's definitely something about like like child sanji eating like obviously rotten food in live action that you're just like oh yeah i i think yeah. it was the first moment that got me to uh, tear up in the same way that i did in the manga yeah yeah for sure where it really captured that emotion i think the key thing is though about like the manga, the the whole thing with Krieg and um and Gein and stuff like that, like it feels like you're introduced to Sanji and already like he's like you see the consequences of his creed, you know, of you know mm-hmm. like what it really means to you feed anybody who comes across your way, you know, consequences be damned, and and th- there isn't really anything like that in the live action. No, he he, he doesn't get punished for it. Yeah, yeah, and you don't really you don't see him like struggle to like fight for what he believes in yeah and and i think that's that's a key difference so that just kind of makes him feel like he's just there it really does feel like he's just like zef gets tired of like okay here's an opportunity for you to leave leave <laughs> yeah exactly. feels like. right and, and and there's all you know the whole thing like the, the the goodbye is appropriately tearful but because they cut so much out of the barate arc and, and you don't really get that time with like all of the other cooks, you don't really get the vibe even that it's like, oh, this is like a rough and tumble establishment, you know, run by former pirates. Um, and well, they focus so much on specifically Sanji's relationship with Zeph, which I really like. Mm-hmm. But it means that sort of like Bratier as a space and as a place as a whole feels less important to him. Yeah, it's um, especially just con- a place at this point. Yeah, he's, and, and more, I, he's indebted to uh, Zeph and Zeph. It, 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 you don't get the sense that Barate is Zeph's new dream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
and I, I understand like uh, it's it's such a beautiful set that I'm you know like yeah of course they wouldn't want to just like bust it up or anything but a part <laughs> of me was a little bit sad that like oh you know by the time they leave you know uh, aside from what Arlong did to it it's basically pristine mm-hmm. yeah because <laughs> like, you really like there's something about that desperation at the end of the arc in the manga of just you know like all of the fighting that's happened well, and everything just the like, trickiness of Luffy you know fighting above water that will like end him instantly. Mm-hmm. You get that you lose that tension in that way because that tension is so lost. They end up placing a lot more of it on the Zoro and Mihawk thing, which felt that felt a little silly to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I there is there is some interesting changes with the whole Zoro Mihawk fight. I mean, the fight itself is basically the same. There's, yeah, which I I liked. Yeah, you know, they did a good I, job I, with it. I like that he has the little thing. There's demonstrating how powerful Mihawk is at all yeah. times. Uh, they got the the whole slash there, and I even like uh, Zeph being the one to be like, "Oh, okay, here's we're gonna use an old trick in order to heal his wounds up and get yeah. that taken care of." There's good stuff there. Great Nami moment for that, where she does not leave. Yeah, uh, that's that's uh, because, an interesting right, change because there's a there's a whole setup where she's like she's trying to get out of dodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, while this whole thing is happening and you know she ends up you know making a crucial choice to like stay and god the, the little nod to like she's reading Zoro like Nor- Lo- Nolan the liar <laughs> of all the things. call outs in this one yeah we got, we, we <laughs> didn't only get freaking baroque works but they read the Nolan the liar story and I'm like losing yeah. my mind I'm like you gotta be yeah. kidding me <laughs> Because the thing is, even if they don't reach it, it's like whatever to most people. But you get to the actual story and you get to that part. It's like, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. I see. I, I love stuff like that. Uh, but I, I think it just be, because there really isn't much else like of real weight happening because they cut Krieg. Um, suddenly, like Zoro being beaten into an inch of his life becomes the most important thing. And it. They didn't quite sell it for me, I guess is just the thing. Like, I, and really, Sanji's <laughs> hanging out on the ship with them at, to just f- help feed them, like, just randomly. Yeah. He just... Yeah. He really likes Luffy as the chore boy, and, and, Luffy, and Luffy as chore boy, he didn't get the humor of that. Like, he broke a few dishes, but, he, you know, this is yeah. a more, more competent Luffy, so you didn't get the, yeah. the silliness of him sneaking food and whatnot. I don't, I don't think we'll ever all have a, a better place to put this comment, but that, okay. I, I do wish the live action had more slapstick. Yeah, we are missing a bit of the slapstick. It's slightly there, but they don't they don't go for it. They, yeah. they, I, I feel like they really could have had Luffy. Like, yeah, Luffy eats the plate that has Sanji's food. And it's more impactful because it's like, oh, this is really good. If he's eating yeah. everything, his him really liking Sanji's food doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, certainly. So it it's a mixed bag. <laughs> I, I like it overall. Uh, yeah. But, and and that that's what I mean. Where I, like I don't want to harp too much on the things that they cut, mm-hmm. uh, because I think you could, we'd be here all day. <laughs> and, and and Sanji's fine. The character come across, comes across as good. It's so good yep. that you want more, and you never exactly. Re- and unlike Usopp, you don't really get more. You mm-hmm. get him his you know his thoughts on you know tre- women and whatnot that we were yeah. very much used to and it, it, they found a nice way to balance that uh they get him being a good cook and cooking for nojiko and all that but we don't get i don't know anything more like he doesn't yeah. have this in any individual moment to shine it's yeah, very much always in relation to something else and the, like his being his one winning moment seems to be he gets, he convinces zoro he's a good cook <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
which I, I guess that's the thing too like when because you're trying to cram all of the east blue into eight episodes like it's only natural that you're gonna kind of end up losing a lot of it and i i think for the most part they like they made the right cuts and they made the sensible cuts but like there there are things about that that just like they're just consequences and they they mm. it's a knock uh, they get effect. around it yeah they get a, yeah there's a knock-on effect they get around it in some ways like i feel like they add just enough to make it feel like it's like oh well, there's obviously something missing here but like you you do i you do really miss something in kind of like the slower moments and the character building moments and just like the the context and the flavor that having just like you know kind of all of the side characters around has mm-hmm. yeah and I, 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 that said, I completely believe that Sanji's actor will nail Mr. Prince. Oh, yeah. When yeah, it's time for it, yeah. Mr. Prince, if we, again, get that second season, he's, he's got that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I feel like that's also the thing, too. I feel like they're, they are preparing a lot for it. If they ever get a second season, then I feel like where, the, where they have the characters by the end is in a good spot. And, and yes. the performances and, like... By the end, and I guess that might be a good a good way to transition into the the Arlong stuff. But by mm-hmm. by the end, I was like, it really felt like the whole cast was just like really comfortable, really yeah, really at. really gelling. And and our final song is someone based around Nami. Like they, they definitely positioned this as kind of Nami's season. Luffy's sure, but Nami's sort of that emotional core. Yeah, uh, I feel like they just like having to go through that most change they give her more of an arc just by placing bits and pieces you know of like characterization earlier or making things i guess like a little more obvious mm-hmm. yeah and, like the call that, to like i have the map and have that map as the central yep. thing i think that is maybe what they did with nami is what i wish they had for garp and kobe where it's yeah. just it's a it's a little bit less and a little more spread out Yes, I agree with that because it it feels perfectly paced where you're just like, who's she calling? What's she up to? Like, Mm -hmm. she's a thief, but what's she all about? And I I think seeing her evolution, seeing them take their time to open her up more from where she begins uh, is is almost more more impressive than Zoro because Zoro doesn't really have a place to really – he's just sort of stoic and needs to open up and get a sense of humor. Nami has trauma to get over. Yeah, Uh, and – I guess if, if you're looking at the, the East Blue material in the manga, like it really does feel like, you know, if if the if Arlong Park is kind of the climax, then you would want to sort of place those seeds a little bit earlier. Like I, I get that structure, you know, like for a TV show. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think I think it ends up working a lot better with like how, you know, she stole the map, you know, Arlong wanted the map and then, you know, like kind of bringing in Arlong into things slowly. Like there's a... It's like episode, mm-hmm. I think, two or three. No, I think... I, I think end of episode two... Either, yeah, either episode two or three, they have him show up with a, to Buggy. And yeah, that's how exactly. we get more Buggy throughout the season, which I thought was kind of fun because yeah, <laughs> just got this guy that just badmouthed everybody yeah. and is just an which, asshole. I mean, but I guess before we get to the Arlog stuff, I yeah. do... I, I love that Buggy they, needs commented for, on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fact that they brought in Buggy for that is so fun. And that he's just ahead and he's just trying to get his body back. <laughs> they they, they, they little... kept the whole thing with him being just uh, hands and feet in his head yep uh, yeah that that's fun H- him being defeated by getting sent into the, all the different barrels him like having holes punched out of him that yep. was like i didn't like that they took away the fact that like he he's sort of the opposite of, of luffy where luffy's weak to those uh blades uh he is w- uh weak to concussive attacks you know punches mm-hmm. and whatnot 
and Luffy's punch is not working. It's dead bother me. It's like that a little bit, work. yeah. Especially because he's yeah. beaten down by Arlong afterwards. He's doing the same exact thing, but now it's working. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, you're right. That part's I, I was a little miffed about that, but it's it's again, it's a whatever thing that you could just get past. Again, yeah. you they're trying to make him more of a threat. We're not going to do yeah. the whole tickling the feet thing and kick him in yeah. the pulse thing as he's chasing after yeah. Nami. Although I did wish they kept that. Uh, uh, that would have been. I, nice. I think I don't think we talked about this. Oh, well, yeah, I, I definitely don't think so. Like mm-hmm. my my biggest kind of issue with Buggy is that I I do think in in episode two they swung a little bit too hard. It feels it feels a little dark, and that had me like just kind of worried about where the show was going. But like, I think Buggy's depiction in every episode after episode two is perfect. <laughs> yeah, like, you just they, they, just him swearing at them, just yeah. making fun of them at all times. Them getting sick of the clown, all yeah, that it's stuff. Great. Yeah, it, the, it, it really works. The the extra banter is hilarious, and I'm I'm, I'm glad that they were able to work him in. For a yeah. little bit. He adds nothing really in the grand scheme of things, but it's it's fun. And to that's have the why he's so more. good. That's yeah. buggy. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is buggy. That is true. And it's just like his first appearance in the in the manga. He's a definitely more threatening there than he'll ever be again. Exactly, yeah. So and, and I, I understand the what they were trying to do with it, but it just for, for my personal taste, I thought it was just like a wee bit too dark. I, I can see that, but Buggy himself is, is fine. He's like, how you know, yeah. and him really not mattering. Like, let me go and I'll get my body back and I'll help. And then he's like, just yeah. runs off. And it's, yeah, of course. I, I do. Should, I, I do enjoy getting our one f bomb. Just effing clowns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it had to be somebody, it would be Zoro to Buggy. I, yeah. It's a, you know what? If you got one, you got to use it right. Yeah. And hey, <laughs> we even get the setup at the end of him teaming up with Alvita. Yeah. Which I hey, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I I, I kind of hope they keep the Alvita actress the same rather than give change it and have it do, do, do the slim down thing. Yeah, I think it would still be funny if uh, Luffy didn't remember. Or it would be funnier if she looked exactly the same and Luffy's like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they kind of kept that with him, him never remembering Buggy's name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, and he got it wrong in a different way every time. Which yeah. Is good. That's a good little character bit beat right there, but buggy, good stuff. Uh, Definitely fun as, as just this object throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And Nami's story, honestly, a good buildup. Uh, I like I like the change of her of really showing that she cares about the crew because we have less mm-hmm. time by having her stick around for Zoro. Yeah. And be the one to read to Zoro and whatnot. That they, she cares about these guys at this point. To the point that Arlong has to come pick her up, basically. Yeah, which is... It, it's really funny to me, like, the the fact that Arlong shows up at uh, Baratier. Uh, and and then, you know, like, like Luffy tries to take him on and gets defeated. That feels very... Like that's what the manga would do now. <laughs> yeah, that's that that's definitely a crocodile moment where it's like, ah, yeah, you can take exactly. him on, but nope, we're gonna toss he's a fish man, you're gonna toss you in the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the water it definitely seemed way more effective. We're just getting splashed, drained them of their of their strength. Yeah. Was, I guess you don't really see somebody in the manga just get like splashed a little bit, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I could see that. They they definitely decided to up it a, a, a way more than what we mm-hmm. what we'd seen. And what we seems we seem to have seen. Uh yep. but yeah. That said, as much as I like Nami's stuff, there's one change that I just like. I, I I don't even fully get it. I guess just because of time reasons, I guess. But mm-hmm. the fact that Nojiko doesn't know that Nami, why Nami joins up with Arlong, because she still has the tattoo. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a mistake to me. 
Could you elaborate on that? I, I guess like I, I well, hadn't thought about that. Okay, I, so I think the, the reason Nojiko got a tattoo is to make Nami not feel bad that she has Arlong's tattoo. It's like, oh, no, it's just, a, right. it's, just a, it's just a normal tattoo. It's just whatever. Yeah, I have one too. So, cause you know, they have the, the, the stigma of tattoos in Japan. So I actually completely it, forgot about that. It's, it's hard to communicate that, you know, statewide because tattoos are a bit more, you know, definitely more socially acceptable here, but yeah, that's true. There's still that camaraderie there, that sisterhood, that, that fact that they're, fa- they're still families there. Yeah. And I under, and just, you lose something there because of no, the, the reason for Nojiko's tattoo is gone. And then mm-hmm. also the desperation, they try to get it in there with episode eight, but with episode yep. seven, with everything breaking down the actual moment that every, you know, that we all love of her having that frustration of, of stabbing Arlong and Luffy stopping her is yep. great. Just yeah. done beautifully, but the stuff surrounding it is weaker in my opinion. Yeah, and, and that, I feel like that is sort of the thing, is that they, they knew they had to nail that part specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, like, there's a lot of things that are kind of, like, awkwardly bolted around it, <laughs> almost. Yeah, because yeah. like, I, I, was, I was thinking about it, and in the manga, it's just this calvocate of stuff where you, you see all the blood, sweat, and tears literally on the money from the, what she's gathered over the, the how many years in order to pay off Arlong to have Nazumi take that and know that Arlong and having Arlong constantly say, you can trust my word only for him to find a loophole to break it. And Nazumi take care of it where she can't do anything about that. And to finding out that, Oh God, the village actually knew this and they're just not willing to hide behind a child anymore that they're willing to go yep. sacrifice themselves. And they won't listen to her, even though she's willing to try to gather it again to try to make it happen. And having that desperation of like, oh, God, everything I've planned and worked for is gone and I have nothing left and it's all his fault. So I'm just going to take it out of my arm. Yep. You don't have that as much of an effect in the in the in the uh, live action version, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, because they've got they really are just trying to get through so much mm-hmm. that I, I almost wonder if they should have like gone whole hog into sort of changing the context and the circumstances around it, because they, they are just like. Like I I think I'd mentioned to you, like everything's there or or like Mm -hmm. partially there. All the elements that make her break down are kind of there, but they're just not really like arranged and depicted in a way where it's just like you have lost everything and everything you've worked for is just falling to pieces. Yeah. So it ends up feeling like just kind of another moment. It's just it's just her absolute lowest moment. And even though she tried to push him away, she's like please help me. Like there's just that breakdown of finally asking for help, which matters more because again, she's tried to present herself as the bad guy, push him away. Even though she has these little moments of showing, yeah, she's still on their side as much yeah, as she can. I don't, I don't, I don't mind missing those where she's like fake kill Zoro or fake kills Usopp. I think you do need some depictions of just like, Oh, she is, you know, like, I think, I think they should have had to work a little harder to convince Nami herself that she, there is good in her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I. Because I, the thing is, we know for a fact because she stuck around for Zoro versus Mihawk, that there is yep. good in her. That's the convincing moment. That's all mm-hmm. they need. They don't. We don't yep. need to do anything else because she stuck around for that. As as far as as an audience, yep, is concerned. So yeah, yeah. It's it's a tricky thing. It's again the moment itself, great, but the build up, 
a little haphazard. Yeah, which I, I think the thing for me at the end of the day is that like it's an admirable effort in yes. spite of it all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, and, you know, I we have fight against Arlong. Uh, and the, and his crew. I like Arlong Park is actually kind of like a park, like a theme park. Yeah, it's thing. kind of it's kind of a party ish. <laughs> yeah, that that's what a fun. We definitely have Arlong. Definitely be. They're definitely getting into some stuff later on about how fishmen are treated and the whole slave yeah. thing. They're really yeah. pushing that. They're really trying to get his point, but also just like you're still doing this to good people, so we gotta yeah. we gotta stop you. You're doing the terrible, terrible things. I think. Um, can, can I talk about this for a moment? Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> because man, I really. There's, oh man, I feel, I have such complicated feelings about (laughs) specifically like the, the racial grievance stuff with Arlong is like, it's not incorrect for, for reasons that we haven't gotten to yet. Uh, Like that stuff feels natural. Um, But I, there's something about like how, how the world opens up and how you see things like when you see fishmen in the manga, like you just see them kind of as the villains and they're Mm -hmm. sort of a like, other other than like like i guess hachi is kind of your hint that like okay like they're all you know like they're a little goofy you know like like they're just people basically yeah and so like that depiction i think because you don't have hachi in this version you really just kind of you get like you play up the racial grievance aspect without really the time or the nuance to really depict it in the way that the manga does so I kind I kind of wish that they had stuck to the manga and just had not talked about it at all, <laughs> uh, because there's just there's not there's no time for it. <laughs> yeah, the, the manga does, plays it where we think it's this way, and then as we meet more fishmen, it's it becomes like oh no, it's, it's just Arlong was a bad egg. Yep. Type yep. type thing, and we immediately like uh, in the in the live action, we have a a, a, a fishman working at the Bratier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that just to show that, yeah, there's the guys that they're, they're good. There's not like anything notable about him, but he's a good guy. He's not like a yeah. evil or anything. It, he doesn't come across <laughs> as a slave. So, yeah, yeah it becomes very because there's that moment where I think he's um, Arlong's talking to Nezami and, he's, you know, something about like, well, there's just like, like, we've accepted you into our society, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but, you know, there, there's still lots of knock-on effects and you know there's still lots of racial tension and mm-hmm. uh, things like that and and we and we get a name drop of a uh warlord that we haven't met yet jimbei oh well uh they they name dropped jimbei in the manga too oh so. did they, they forgot that they did that did they yeah they, they did it on the way to arlong park in the manga that's so, right but, that's right yeah i forgot but yeah so we got you know the jimbei mentioned as well yeah and so i think the thing for me is that like the depiction of Arlong and the fishman in the live action is sort of just like, it's not incorrect, but also a little heavy handed, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it feels, it feels they, they like, wanted to feel like have depth as a villain rather than just raw or evil fishman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I sort of, of course still in the manga, he still has that sort of like superiority complex against humans. Yes. Um, and so they really are, they're playing up that aspect but it just like I, I I really think how the manga portrays them at that point in time is a very specific choice, and they kind of threw away that perspective choice for a short term gain. Um, and I don't <laughs> mm-hmm. know if it entirely worked out. And also, um, oh boy, okay, oh. <laughs> get into this. Oh boy. But like, so there's something like Arlong feels very specifically black coded in the 
live action. I noticed that, that too. In, which, and so part of that is his actor is black, so he's just going to bring some of that. Like, like there's no kind of getting around that. I think my line was like the hip hop backing track for his theme. Yeah, where I was like, I was like, no, they have gone from like general broad gangster to like, like, like American hip hop, very specifically black. And I think that is a. There's not enough time in the world to unpack the decisions. <laughs> like, yeah, the, it's it's not a great thing when you code that sort of thing very specifically yeah. against a certain. Yeah, it's. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's one of the, it's one of those things that is like I'm, I'm not like mad or upset. I'm just kind of like, huh? <laughs> you know, it's, just like it's like huh. not a great choice. Not yeah, a great choice. So it, so, but, so you know, it's it's complicated. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's, it's it's definitely complicated for, for, for sure. Yeah, but you know, I hope I'm not the only one. I, I talked to my um my my sister, who's also a big One Piece fan, you know, and she she kind of had the same read that I did, just like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I, don't know. I can definitely I, see that read. Yeah. So I don't know. I it, it could just be us. Could be nothing. <laughs> I I kind of doubt it's just you. I haven't seen it brought up too much, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I can. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, no, I, <laughs> I, and, and that re- said, there is a is very multicultural. Like Luffy's a, a Mexican actor. Uh, Usopp is you know obviously black as well. But yeah. the specific choices here is where it's yeah it's that yeah I'm not gonna be like oh the show's racist or anything like that like there's there's. There, there are a lot of characters I was I was not expecting Nojiko to be casted black. I was not expecting and that's perfect. Uh, Patty, that's, that's, freaking yeah. Patty, <laughs> just <looks> yeah, great. <laughs> it looks it look, there's some great choices where it's like yeah that, that makes sense for that yeah. character. Yeah, so I'm really glad I'm really glad that they the world of this One Piece is depicted in a, in a very diverse way. But mm-hmm. uh, really, I you could like. Don't give them a hip hop theme, and I think that would that would take away like ninety percent of my grievances with how they did Arlong. Yeah, <laughs> that that was that was sort of the line where I was like, "Oh, this is a choice." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I hate to end it on that note. <laughs> no, no. I mean, the, the the thing is, we're not we're not going to fully end it on that though. There's there is one more aspect here. Again, the, f- the fight between Luffy and Arlong, great. Brought down the house just like we did before. Got the battle axe. Uh, yeah. Got the "I am your friend" line. It yeah. works. It's it's it's, it, it's a it pretty great final uh, moment there that really uh, captures that spirit. But it ended so well with how it, we get you know Luffy getting his bounty. We get the scene at the barrel of them declaring their dreams. Love them yep. all like the actual line being spoken by them, their kid versions. Yeah. That that's a wonderful addition to that. Seeing everybody see the poster uh, and how everybody reacts to it, all their families and whatnot. We got that lovely moment with Kaya. Forgot to mention Kaya and Usopp kissed. I love they they, yeah, they made that they a little a bit more. They, yeah, I great choice. Great choice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I it's obvious. It might as well go. Yeah, a little yeah, bit go, further with go that. for it. Yep, yeah, yep, yep, yep. absolutely. Um, that you know, that's wonderful. Just there was that moment of like, you're the most wanted man in East Blue. Everybody's yep. going to be gunning for you. Eh, who cares? We're headed for the Grand Line. And we even get little yeah, hints to Reverse moment. Mountain and yep. and whatnot. And I, I, it's just a wonderful, wonderful set of ends. And of course, we I, I we didn't quite get what I predicted with Luffy interacting with his poster and the way I, as the, all the other villains it's him getting the sail and the sort of yeah. like being complete the the crew is complete complete in quotes they, 
it, uh, it puts such a smile on my face too that they like that being how the season ends i think is perfect mm-hmm. the way that they're they're headed to the grand line and they it's like they are you know luffy's got the bounty they are officially the straw hat crew it yes. feels like that was that was the last little thing that was missing and they they ended it they ended it there it's oh yeah and even got it again if we get that season two we got that nice little tease because i was wondering is there, are they just gonna skip Lo- uh log town nope we got a smoker at the end there yeah that's that's pretty cool and honestly kind of smart if we get a season yep. two to reintroduce everything through Lo- log town yeah i think that that would make a good first step because because that's like you'd be bringing it full circle like that's how episode one started in the live mm-hmm. action so you start season two like in the same place yes you have yeah. log town have the, the buggy and alvita te- teaming up uh in the same way have yep. uh the interactions with smoker and then the, the dragon and then the end the episode with them riding up reverse mountain yep 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 from there adapt they got seven episodes to cover the alabasta arc in whatever way they decide good luck good luck yeah that's what i gotta say to that like you crammed uh 95 chapters into eight episodes and now you know and god they should at least get like 10 or something i know they already kind of blew the budget as it is but like oh boy Mm -hmm. you just gotta let alabasta cook man you really do but hopefully they find some way to do it um i know we need at least two episodes for chopper if we ever yeah. get that oh yeah but yeah I, I i like the way we cover this it's just character by character uh yeah. is, is is i think that sort of works because obviously watch it yourself highly yeah. good recommendation from us not perfect but a damn good a- adaptation that could introduce introduce new people into the fandom which is always good yeah i mean i made a tweet about this and like I'm I'm so happy that it's good, and I'm even happier that like a new audience is getting introduced to One Piece, and I'm not embarrassed by it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, this that is, I'm not just like not oh like god, don't. It's not like with four kids. It's like oh god, this is how people are being introduced. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like it. It does good by the One Piece name, and that's all anybody really could have asked for. And I think you know we we got fairly critical at times uh, talking about the show here, but like I think that's just because it's so good, and it is. It, it like is able to even elevate above the manga at certain points and is able to like rearrange things and uh, but it's still trying to do its best by the characters like you you see the show and I feel like they were trying to do their best yeah um, and that that goes a long way for me like it doesn't feel cynical or embarrassed to be itself yeah I, I agree with all that uh there's missteps here and there doesn't cover everything perfectly but the heart is there, the spirit is there, and you can recommend this to somebody. It's like, yeah. check this oh, out. Yeah. You might you might like this. And with uh, One Piece getting close to the end, uh, who knows? Well, who knows how close to the end uh, as far as the manga and the manga being such an easy read. Like I said, my partner got to the end of Syrup Village. It's probably like approximately like 40, 50 chapters in like a day. Yeah. Oh, that's. God. We're just and, we're just going particularly slow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and that's sort of the thing too. I, God, I feel like One Piece as a franchise has just been going like from strength to strength lately. Um, mm-hmm. And this is like the the live action show is just like another feather in the cap. Just like the manga is firing on all cylinders. The anime is beautiful now. They're about to finish Wano. It just like everything's great. Like it's a great time to be a One Piece fan. It's it's mm-hmm. rarely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this might be the best time. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, seriously. It, man. 
But obviously, there's a ton of little moments that we didn't cover here. We're not going to cover every little bit and piece. That's, you know, seven hours of material. <laughs> so <laughs> we did what we could. But That's what the manga's for. Yep, exactly. But yeah, let us know your favorite parts uh, uh, in, in the comments. I'd love to see what all you think uh, about this first season. But as far as us, I believe we've said uh, all we wanted to say about the first season of the live action One Piece. Thank you so much for listening, and you can find more of my ramblings and stream VODs over at BitNerd Games on YouTube or BitNerd with an underscore at the end on Twitter. And Brandon, where can everyone find you at? I'm at Brandon Bovia on Twitter, talking about uh, anime manga games and my job. I think I mentioned on this podcast before that I'm, I'm working on a manga adaptation of uh, Star Wars The Mandalorian. That's coming out. Uh, that will probably be out by the time you're listening to this. It comes out on like the 12th of September okay. or something like that. Yeah. So pretty soon. Very cool. Pretty exciting. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, absolutely check that out. And if you'd like to help us help us out more, you can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash Derek Bittner. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K-B-I-T-N-E-R to listen to the next episode ad-free three days early. And make sure to return next time as we return to the manga. It's time for more uh, Enos Lobby to discuss yeah, chapters 381 to 385 of One Piece. So until then, my friends, bye. Remember to take life one piece at a time. <laughs>